Thank you for joining me, Bertie Brooks, in today's broadcast of Dynamic Web Church. I'm so excited to have all of you together. You know, what an honor to see the impact that God is making in the world with the message of God's grace. You know, I'm so excited to see that after a couple of years of just preaching this word, that we're starting to see great fruit. And I, man, I know exactly what Paul wrote when he said, We think of you continually, we pray for you, because we are reminded of the good fruit that we see in your lives, the way you've accepted the gospel, the way the revelation of grace uh, brought forth life and love in your life, and the confident expectation that you have for the return of the Lord. Now, I haven't been ministering a lot on that, there will definitely be... Uh, a couple of Sundays that I will minister on that but this Sunday we're going to start with the book of Galatians Galatians chapter 1 we're just going to work through this book verse by verse and and, uh, we're just going to look into the message of grace and the writings of Paul Um, because the book of Galatians really explains the message of grace I know the book of Romans is basically the foundation for doctrine if you look at the book of Romans you can see the life of uh, Jesus Christ and the explanation of what He's done um, opened up and, and, and just revealed this whole mystery being revealed Christ in us, the expectation for the manifested Christ inside us at His return and, and all those type of things but the book of Galatians is just like this big Amen on the book of Romans so we're going to look into that but first of all I would like to welcome all the first time viewers of Dynamic Web Church if you're a first time viewer know this you are more than welcome one thing you can know for sure is that you're only going to receive the message of grace in this um, broadcast you're only going to receive grace in Dynamic Web Church Dynamic Web Church is all about the love of God the mercy of God the grace of God faith righteousness the finished work of Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, so many times we think that, and, and I've, I've said it to a couple of my friends, we think that evangelists are people that go around and conduct big crusades and get a lot of people coming together. But the correct interpretation or the correct word evangelist actually means a good newser. A good newser. Somebody that specializes in the message of grace that is not involved in, in, in with a, just the cares of, of a of pastoral work, um, but he is involved spreading the good news. It's like Paul said, and I'm not saying that you cannot be pastoral and um, an evangelist as well. Like Paul wrote to Timothy, he said to Timothy, Timothy, do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your call. You know, so many times we can be so busy with pastoral work, so busy with care, so busy with teaching people how to, um, you know, just uh, uh, minister the gospel, how to, all the structures in the church, all the organization, and we minister around those things to get that sorted out, busy sorting out problems, but we're not doing the work we called for. What fulfills your call is the work of an evangelist. The work of an evangelist is taking the word evangelist as a good newser, is go and spread the true gospel of the cross of Jesus Christ. And I want to put in my own words, don't just be a motivational speaker. Be a preacher of the gospel. Amen. So, over here, we evangelize. Hallelujah. We, and that doesn't mean we just 
cater for the lost. If you haven't received Jesus as your Savior today, we will give you an opportunity to do so. But um, know this, it's all about the good news. The word evangelist uh, means good news, like I said, which comes from the word gospel, which is actually also literally, the, it's basically exactly the same word in the Greek uh, I think it's evangel- evangelisto or something like that. I'm not Greek speaking, but it is um, also evangelist, which is go and preach the evangelio in, in, in Portuguese. So it is the gospel. So evangelist, you evangelize, meanings you're preaching good news. So that's it. Go and do the work of evangelism. So we are here busy spreading the gospel of God's unconditional love mercy and grace and we are excited about it amen we are zealous for the message of grace we we are um, you know excited about the message of grace because it is the power of god unto salvation and the time of just being quiet about the message of unrighteousness of the message of righteousness and god's unconditional love is over forever we're not going to be quiet. We're a voice in this planet that will be heard. People are going to hear this message and we're going to preach it. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, what's so nice is, um, you know, I can preach this message, share this gospel, share the good news with you. And this message can be archived and I can preach the same message in 20, uh, 20 days from now in 100 different houses from the platform of this website. CDs go out, we're going to share the gospel, you get excited, you share it with your friends. That's the gospel, that's the spreading of the gospel, hallelujah. We don't do this as a commandment, we do it as a fruit of excitement and love. And that's what Paul said, you know, I'm I'm excited about the good news of Jesus, that's why I share it. So, um, before we go into worship, I want to just tell you this, and I want to read from um, the book of Acts, hallelujah, amen. You might say, Bertie, why do you say so many times, hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah means praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. And, and, and when I hear the word Lord, um, I hear ruler over sin. Ruler over sickness. He is the, the Lord, meaning the representative of man. He lords over everything. Amen. Bless God. Amen means let it be so. Thank you, Jesus. Right. We go to... Um, Acts chapter 13 and verse 38. And this is to everybody here that maybe is viewing this for the first time and also for knowledge for those who haven't heard this. I've said this many times in web church, but I can't but say it again. It says, Be it known unto you therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you forgiveness of sins. That is through Jesus Christ. And by him all that believe are justified... Now listen to this, from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Now justify, another word for justify uh, is actually made righteous and blessed. Or to say you are righteous, you can receive the blessing of this thing. So the righteousness of the law was supposed to come to us, but we couldn't live up to it. Therefore we couldn't be declared righteous by the law. Because of our sins, and we couldn't be blessed by the law because of our sins. But what he says here is where the law finds you guilty and he cannot bless you, God declares you righteous through Jesus. Because he forgives sins. Amen. So God takes sinners and justifies them. 
Amen. Justify means simply blessed as if you've obeyed all the laws. So God takes a man that has not obeyed all the laws, tell him, listen, through what I do through my son, you are now forgiven. Because you are forgiven, I bless you. And that all is taken hold of through persuasion and belief resting your mind in the fact that it is so. So I want to tell you, maybe you have just committed some horrific sin. You know, your sin will have consequences in this world. You will find if you've murdered somebody and they're going to catch you, you're going to go to jail. That's just the way it is. That's the way it functions. It's not going to change. It's never going to change. As long as before Jesus comes back, that's not going to change. Because after He comes back, you will not find a world of unrighteousness anymore. A new heaven, new earth, everything changed. Hallelujah. You will not find any sin anywhere anymore. So, but until He comes, your sin will have consequences. But your consequences is not towards God. Because from God's side, your sins have been forgiven. You are declared righteous the day you believe it. Amen. So I want to declare unto everybody today that's listening to me, that's a first time viewer. Unto you I declare your sins are forgiven. And you have been justified from everything on anything that people or the law or anybody finds you guilty on. So if somebody could come and tell you, you know Bertie, you are guilty here, the Bible says this, 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 you've done this wrong, wrong, he says, yes, I know that I'm guilty according to your law, but God blesses me, still. Because Jesus forgave those sins, I am seen as 100% righteous because I am through what Jesus has done. I believe in the one that justifies the ungodly, therefore my faith is counted for righteousness according to Romans chapter 4. Hallelujah, thank you Jesus, that's the good news of God. And that's reason enough to worship God today. And that's why we're going to worship, we're going to just sing His praises. And um, right now we're going to do four songs. After the four songs we're going to get into the book of Galatians. We're going to be just enjoying it verse by verse, talking about the message that says, if anybody else preaches a gospel, that's not the same as what I preached. That's what Paul said, um, you know, call him a curse and he repeated himself and he says, don't fall away from the grace of God. We're going to talk about all those wonderful things. So enjoy the worship and after the worship we get right into the word of God.
anxious for nothing but in everything give thanks always for it is amazing what happens when Christ is the
You know, to worship is actually a very, very good thing. When you start to sing and meditate, you just experience rest and peace in your heart as you think of the goodness and the good things that God has done. Hallelujah. Now, let's just um, open the Bible in Galatians. Galatians chapter 1. Let me just make sure my microphone's on. That's it. Yes, it is. I want to preach the whole thing and then it's not recorded. Okay, um, let's go to Galatians. Corinthians, Galatians. Galatians chapter 1. Now, as I go through the book of Galatians, it would be wonderful for you to just go and read through it yourself. Listen to this, read through it yourself. What we do in web church, and this is the whole thing about a church, is yes, we share the gospel. Yes, we preach the gospel to you. We tell you that God loves you unconditionally. We tell you that God cares for you and all those wonderful things. But this is not supposed to be the place where you build your relationship with God. The place where you build your relationship with God is a personal thing. It is between you and God. It's where you go and just talk to God from the platform of the finished work of Jesus Christ. You can use the Bible, which is a very good way, because you, the whole thing is written, it's a book that's solely written on that. That's what it's all about. Amen. So, you can use the, the Bible, pray, listen to a CD or two, but that is not the primary way. Okay? So, uh, many people are actually, um, they, they don't see the value of spending some time in reading the Word of God, and that's why uh, people don't do it. Um, it's just because of because if you really know how valuable it is, you'll do it. Now, one a wonderful thing about God is He's never demanded uh, that you must spend time with Him and says you will pray an hour a day and you will read your Bible every day. Now, I don't read the Bible every day. I do pray every day, but that's not separate prayer in the sense of I close my room and I go inside there and I pray. I don't do that a lot. What I do is I will read the Bible, you know, and pray whenever I, whenever I feel in my heart that desire, I want to go and do this now. Because it must be a spontaneous thing. You know, arranged um, relationship is not as good as spontaneous relationship. So, let's do this thing spontaneously. And let's open our mind to the spontaneous relationship we can have with God. So just spontaneously go and read the Bible whenever you feel like it. Like the other day I said, man, I want to just study the word uh, a bit. And I take uh, the Galatians. I went through the whole book of Galatians. I went through First Thessalonians and Second Thessalonians. And, and uh, studied it just verse by verse. Went through everything. Read it. And just such an awesome power that comes out of that. So do that. That will just encourage you. It will bless you. Amen. Verse 1, Paul an apostle, not of men, neither by men, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Now, uh, that first verse is very important in the sense that Paul um, is in the book of Galatians really trying to establish something uh, and get something very concrete into their minds. God revealed the message of grace to Paul. As a master builder, he laid the foundation. You know, so he came, he laid the foundation, which was Christ, which is the doctrine of what Jesus has done for us. He laid that down. Now, what he tries to say, in the, you'll see in the book of Galatians as we go through it, is that he heard the gospel separate from the others, but it was the same gospel. That's awesome. Now, um, out of the book of the, the writings here, you can also see that he was being falsely accused of preaching circumcision and a law message mixed with grace. And he is actually in defense 
of such an accusation. And um, that's what we see in chapter 1. Now it says, let's read verse 1 again. Paul an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, and um, and all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what is wonderful here is that Paul comes, he writes under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And the first thing he says after greeting them, now is saying what God is really saying to them. He says, the first thing God says to them, grace to you. And you can go and read in, in most of the writings of Paul, he starts off, grace to you. Grace and peace. Because that's God's number one word. God's number one word to any man is grace. And this, uh, um, just before I did this recording, this is pre-recorded, this is not a live broadcast. At this moment, I'll be um, on my way back from a motorbike rally, where I just go and share the gospel. Hallelujah. Just one by one with people, wherever God opens the door. The idea is to show this message of grace to people that most people don't want to reach. And just say it's a bunch of weirdos and mad people sometimes. But we're just going to share this message of grace. I'll be on my way back right now as you listen to this. But in the cell meeting just before this, I, um, this, this broadcast, we spoke about the word grace. And um, there's one lady asked me, she said to me, Berti, is grace a person? Is it Jesus? And it was the first time I actually, well, well, was Joseph Prince mentioned that, and, but I never had a lot of thinking into that, and a lot of thought into that. Vessel came and he said, yes it is, and he was right. He says, because um, grace means influence. So it's God's influence into um, the human race. And God's influence into us was Jesus. He influenced us. So yes, grace is a person. So what it's actually saying here is grace be to you. The, the influence that God has upon man through the finished work of Jesus Christ unto you. Imagine you go up to God. Hi God, greeting God. I know this is now, I don't want to belittle God and His authority, but think of this. Greeting Him and He says, Listen man, more of the finished work of Jesus and His righteousness that He gave to you for free, free righteousness, free justification, free blessing, more of that unto you and more peace, more of the emotion of knowing all my debts are paid unto you. That's how God greets people. Hallelujah. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. No, from God's perspective, you are not indebted to Him at all. He's not here to say, well, you, you still owe me more prayer. You still owe me more righteousness. You owe me more thanksgiving. You owe me more worship. You owe me more spiritual warfare. And you owe me more obedience. That's not what he is. That's not peace. Peace is knowing that all your debts are paid. Hallelujah. Here comes God. And, and just think of the way God greets us. Now, if we, now it's not literally written like that, but that's the implication. Here comes God. He greets you. He says, more of the influence of Jesus Christ or the influence of Jesus Christ unto you. You can meditate upon that. That's what I give you. My righteousness, my kingdom, my Holy Spirit as a free gift, not by your works, never by your works, only as a free gift. I see you as holy in my image. And know this, you are not indebted to me at all. 
You don't owe me anything. I've made you like this. This is my love gift to you. And you believe it. And you can believe it all the time. And I just want to make sure that you know from my heart that is the foundation from where I work with you. Hi. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Now it talks about Jesus Christ from and because of whom we've received this and through whom we've received this grace and peace who gave himself for our sins. Look at the way Paul writes to a church, man. Listen, this, many times in, in, in the church today, we, we come and we say, you know, if we can just get back to the, to the church, the first time church and the power they walked in and all those type of things. But listen to the way he spoke to them. Listen to the heart of Paul. Listen to the heart of God manifesting through a man. And this is God's heart. Grace to you. And peace from Jesus Christ. You know what Jesus did for you? Who gave Himself for your sins. Immediately bringing peace. Immediately removing all condemnation and judgment. When you read the Bible, you know, um, we must hear the Word of God. And the Word of God was what Jesus Christ has done for us freely. That's the Word of God. And Paul is busy writing the Word of God. It's the Word of no condemnation. Being established into the hearts of people. He didn't say to them here in this instance, well there's no condemnation for you. But he said things that produced a, produces a heart of no condemnation. Which he says, listen, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God our and our Father. That he might deliver us from this evil present world, talks about the law system and this physical world, in the physical sense, through the return of the Lord, and deliver us into a place where there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And in that earth and heaven will... Ju- will um, Dwell righteousness and we will live with him there. Amen. That's the plan. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now this is all the stuff that God has done for you. That's the introduction of this letter. Now listen to, um, to Paul. The next thing he says, I marvel. Now, now listen, he's now going to correct them here. And he's actually going to tell them that I don't like what you're doing. But the first four verses is what he wrote to people that were disobedient. He is a disobedient person. And he writes to that disobedient person by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Now forget about Paul. God writes by the hand of a man and God says to disobedient people that are really stiff-necked and, 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 and falling away back under the law and missing the finished work of Jesus. And he says, still unto you grace. Still unto you peace. Still unto you, your sins are forgiven. My attitude has not changed. Tonight in the worship, uh, we, we just sang and then we just sang about His faithfulness. And so many times when we hear faithfulness, we think of how we must continue to tithe, continue to go to church, continue to love our neighbor and our faithfulness. Man, forget about your faithfulness and think a bit for one moment on the faithfulness of God.
God is faithful. Look at His faithfulness. Here are people that is not faithful to believing His message all the time, but He remains faithful to... That's what the Bible says. If you are not faithful, He remains faithful. If you don't say you are righteous by, by faith, He says you are righteous by faith. If you say I'm not the healed, He will say I am faithful. I'm not going to change. You can differ from me, says God. You might say, but I'm not healed by the stripes of Jesus. He says, well, differ from me. I'm faithful. I'm not going to bless you according to your works. I say by my stripes you are healed. Well, my God, somebody might come and say, well, the Lord revealed to me that uh, we must do this and this and this. Then we're going to be blessed. You know, and... um, then God says, well, I will not change from my faithfulness. I will stick and, uh, to Jesus. I will stay faithful to the fact that you are not righteous by your works, but you've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus, and that by faith you've got access into that grace, and I don't change, says the Lord God. I am faithful. Now, isn't that awesome? That is God's faithfulness right there in the book of Galatians. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I marvel. That you are so soon removed from Him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Now, he says here that he, as Paul called them as well, that was the man God used, but God called them by the Holy Spirit, and now they are removed from the Lord by, um, now listen to this, from Him that called you into grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. So there are definitely different types of gospels in the world today. Those were people that also preached good news. He says, there were people that said that they preached good news, and that it is good news, and that that good news was actually another good news, which could get you away from the true good news. So it was a message that came under the, or uh, uh, under the, Afrikaans will say, under the Fandelfan, or under the heading that says, good news, but it wasn't actually good news, but it came under that heading. It says, yes, it's good news, but it wasn't. Listen to this. I marveled you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. So he says there is not another gospel, but there are some people that preaches another gospel, which is not another good news, because it's only one good news. It is not good news to hear that, you know, uh, like this one man said the other day, man, uh, uh, he said, now don't say he's a bad person, I'm just saying the reasoning is not good. It's funny. He says, you know, it's the message of grace, the Holy Spirit indwelling us, God guiding us, the Holy Spirit convicting us of sin, righteousness and judgment, sin because we have not believed on Him, and all those things, it's wonderful. And it's true, but we still need some guidelines. Now that sounds like a type of gospel that might sound good to some people. But that is not, it is another gospel that a man preaches. Another good news, but it is not good news at all. That's what Paul says. He says, he says you're a marvel that, from, that you're turned away um, from him who called you into the grace of Christ to another good news, which is not good news at all. But there are some that trouble you. 
So, it, it sounds like good news, but it's not good news. It's not good news to hear that, yes, grace is enough, yes, the Holy Spirit's enough, yes, all that's enough, but we need some guidelines. That but thing is, is, is cancelling everything you said before the but. And saying what you actually believe in. So, if you say, yes, the grace of God's enough, yes, all that, and he says, but we need guidelines, what you're actually saying is, man, I don't trust the rest, but the guidelines is the foundation. That's what you're actually saying. So, we need to get our hearts out of that, and here was Paul saying the very same thing. And one thing I want to tell you, this thing has not changed, it's still in the church today, and it will be in the church until the Lord Jesus Christ comes back. Amen. And like Peter said, in the, and when he comes, it will burn up all the elements. That word elements is also the same word, Greek word as rudiments, which is the same word as basic principles, which is the same word as the laws and principles. So he will burn away all the laws and all those type of things that will not exist anymore. Amen. And that is the day when there will be this evil battle that we're in or um, we, we will not be in this anymore we will not be in a thing where we try to renew our mind on a daily basis because it can be unrenewed by law message or a message of unrighteousness a message of unrighteousness is a message that tells you you are not righteous you are unrighteous you need to do this do that and do 20 things before God can bless you that's the message of unrighteousness it tells you you are unrighteous The message of righteousness tells you you are righteous by what Jesus has done for you and not your works. And you might say if you're a first time viewer, yes, Bafti, but we must also be sure that we've got good works. The good work that you can do is to meditate upon the message of grace. Hallelujah. That's the good work that you can do. Um, Let's go to verse 7. Which is not another, but there are some that trouble you. And would pervert the gospel of Christ. So, uh, if, you, if there's some other good news, you must know it's a perversion of the true gospel and that it troubles you. Don't come with this thing that says, well, you know, let's just eat the fish and spit out the bones because not too long from now you're going to find a bone in your throat and you're going to struggle to breathe. That's what's going to happen. Make sure that um, you don't eat that type of thing. Don't, don't fall for that foolish thing. Yes, uh, we know that there, there's always more to know about grace. And you might say, but do you know it all? Uh, no, I don't know it all. Now that means that you can be in the law somewhere. Yes, but my direction is the finished work of Jesus. You can clearly see when someone's direction is the cross and the finished work. He's talking, man, the grace language. He's talking the cross. He's talking the finished work of Jesus. Righteousness is in his mouth. The life of God is inside him. He, he shares that life. He shares what God has done on your behalf. That is, 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 is the point from where he... Uh, 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 Starts every message. That's where he, from where he lives. From in Christ Jesus. Not type of thing. God's out there. We must please him. Get, do 20 things to get a breakthrough. Now, the Bible also says in Thessalonians that Paul says, I would like to come to you to, to add to your faith. In other words, to teach you more concerning what you can believe about the finished work of Jesus. So yes, there's a place, there's room for, for, for growth. But um, like I said to somebody also earlier today, I said, you know, um, I'm, I'm very open to be taught in the message of grace 
But if you want to teach me concerning the law and what I must do to get God bless me, I am unteachable with permission from God. Hallelujah. Because he said, be careful for the teaching of the Pharisees. So I am not going to be taught by no Pharisee. Hallelujah. Now what's a Pharisee? Pharisee is somebody that's learned in the law. Those Pharisees those days, they were, they were bunches of people, groups of people that were devoted to knowing and understanding every principle under the law and to obey it so that the blessings of God can be for them. People that were zealous for the law. People that were praying, fasting, doing all those things from the perspective of by what I do I'm blessed Finding their righteousness in obeying God, thinking that good works means things to God. That doesn't. Okay, so um, I'm not going to be taught by such a person. I am closed to that. And you should also be by, uh, and, and you can do that in the authority of the name of Jesus. For Jesus told us to be careful for the leaven of the Pharisees. Don't hate the Pharisee, but don't listen to what he teaches. You know, you can love the Pharisees. Jesus loved the Pharisees. He, he, he loved Jerusalem that even rejected Him. He cried and He said, Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I wanted to gather you like a hen gathers her chicks. You know, but you were not willing. He said, Many are called, but few are chosen. Now the way it is in the original is, Many are called, but few chose it. Many are called. There's been an invitation to everybody. There's been a ticket handed to you to go and watch a movie. But few chose to go to the movie eventually. And that's exactly what that scripture means. So, and that's the heart of God. So we're not rejecting anybody that is um, ministering the, 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 the law. And I say this, you must hear me. Um, I see this web church as my church. This is my home congregation. This is where I minister what is in my heart to the people that are establishing what I've been teaching. I don't see this, although it is an international platform, I don't see this as just blabbering it out all over the world. This is for web church members, and if there's a visitor, you come and you visit somebody as if a, 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 a father is talking to his family. That's how you must understand this. Okay, so don't, please don't see this as just public... Um, just blasting it out all over television stations telling law people they're bad and all that it's not we are teaching our people we are teaching our the members of the church to be established in the finished work of Jesus Christ and to stay there and not to come to a place where they can be troubled because we don't want our members to be troubled we don't want the people to be troubled and the way they are troubled is by something that comes under the name of good news but it's not good news There's which is not another but there are some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ so anything added to the finished work that but the moment you say yes all this is good but Everything after that is the measure of perversion that you add to the gospel. But, but though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, than that which we have preached unto you, let it be accursed. Now listen to this. But though we, or any other angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Now, do you, know, uh, do you know what an angel is? An angel is a messenger from God. So, uh, Paul came and, and, and there were people that said, no, angels revealed to us. 
you know, and, and this is what angels revealed. He said to them, listen, even if an angel come, now I do believe that if an angel comes and he appears to you, it doesn't say a demon, it says an angel. And godly angel, if he appears to you and tells you of any other gospel, tells you you must be circumcised in order to be blessed, tells you that um, you must now, and I want to use this example, tithe, give a tithe, otherwise God can never bless you, those type of things. Please call that angel accursed. If I, Bertie Brits, come to you, and I tell you in, in the six months from now, I've had a new revelation. You must now start to tithe for God to bless you. You must now uh, obey 20 rules and regulations for God to bless you. Let me tell you something. Say, Bertie, thank you for all the stuff that you've pre- brought me. But what you're bringing now is the curse and not righteousness. My brother, we pray for you. We would love to speak to you. We'd like to correct you. But, um, you know, please stay to what you have preached before. Don't come with this new doctrine, new thing of, you know, it's now mixed with works and, and all of that. No, no, don't mix works with grace, Bertie. Please, you are bringing the curse to us. That's what you must tell me. And that's what you must tell the angel. Tell the angel, listen man, you bring the curse. And I'm not changing from this message that I am 100% perfected, righteous by the blood of Jesus. And I will be and shall be blessed accordingly because the Holy Spirit, which is the one that will make my body immortal in the day of the return of the Lord, already indwells me, and the kingdom of God has already come into me, and I am already eating the first fruits of that kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless God. It's like a woman that's pregnant. She, I mean, she's got the child inside her already. That tummy's just growing. She's becoming um, bigger. It's, it's just enlarging and everything. She's pregnant with that. So listen, I cannot deny. I've got a child in me and I will never deny it. This day that this child's going to be born. But I'm already experiencing the benefits of having a child. I can feel that child kicking in me. I can already say I am pregnant. I can already say I'm a mother. It's the same way you can say that to that angel. If he comes to you and he says to you, brings any law type of thing. In the, in the case of the Galatians, it was to follow after the practices and the things of Moses. Because what Paul preached according to the book of Acts 21, he told them that they didn't need to follow after the customs of Moses. Acts 21, let's read it. I hope I can find this now. Yes. <clears throat> and they are informed of you, Paul, that you teach all the Jews which are amongst the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, and was not just circumcision, neither to walk after their customs. It was a custom to go to the temple. It was a custom to, to wear your certain clothes. It was a custom to wash your hands before you ate. There was a custom to do all those things. He says, don't walk according to the, those customs. It means nothing. It only speaks of, the, of what Christ had to come to fulfill. Wash your hands before you eat. In other words, clean your hands from works. Before you eat. Because if you have 
dirty hands or a works mentality when you eat, you will partake of what you've worked with your food. And the food we eat is not to be contaminated with works. So have clean hands. A clean hand is Jesus Christ came and He cleansed us from all our sinful works. And when we eat, we eat in righteousness. We eat righteous food. We eat, that's it. It's everything can be interpreted into the finished work of Jesus. I don't want to go into typology. I mean, we can see so many beautiful things in that. But just, that's what Paul preached. Now people came and said, no, you know, um, God gave us, you know, the law. God gave us the law, it's holy, the laws, you must still, on the Saturday, have the Sabbath. Man, would you just give Jesus Christ a break? (laughs) Please, man. And just experience what the finished work and the power of the cross in your life. As we said before, so say again, if any man preach any other gospel... Unto you, then that which you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be a servant of Christ. You know the context here, and and I want to just put a bit of uh, some time into this is, uh, in that time, there was a lot of pressure, and we find it today as well. There's, and there's, there might be a church with 200 people, or, or a group of friends. All of these guys are basically grace law mixed, they're into another gospel as well. And now you cannot leave, because what, what's all these people going to think? They're going to think you are a Gnostic, they're going to think you're into heresy. They're going to think you're into self-righteousness. They're going to think that you desert them. They're going to think that you think you're better than them. They're going to think that you try to split the church. They're going to think all those type of things. That's what they're going to think. Um, But what are you going to do? And Listen to what Paul said. He says, I didn't try to persuade men. I don't try to, to, to get man to say, yes, good and faithful servant. He says, I want God to say good and faithful servant, and that is for me to stick in the message of grace. I says, well, do I seek to please men? For if I have yet pleased men, I should not be a servant of Christ. So this thing can go become so bad, that you have to deny the message of grace to follow after people. We can't do that. We can't do that. You know, um, let me put it to you this way. There was time in my life, and there is still times, when I experienced persecution. There was times when I was heavily persecuted by, uh, by people because of what I preach. And eventually I did what Paul did. Paul preached and preached and preached and preached and preached and then they persecuted him to the point that he was beaten up and then he said, Listen man, if you don't want to listen, I'll go to the Gentiles. I'll go to another place. But I'm not going to be under your beating all the time. And then he left. And then it was much better for him. But he was also persecuted again. It's like with me. At least I'm just out of that, like this man, major persecution, moved to another place. And as I am preaching now, and as we are in town and we start to spread the gospel, of course we'll find some persecution. That's just the way it's going to be. It's always going to be like that. But we are not there to please man. 
And when it, the, 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 the pleasing of man is not to say, well, I don't care about people. That's not the context. The context is, I'm not going to deny the gospel of grace because of people. And because they don't want to receive the gospel of grace. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stick and stay in this message of God's unconditional love, of God's grace. I'm going to believe it and I'm going to walk in love towards all the people out there because that's my natural way of doing. You know, um, if somebody comes and he just... uh, uh, The other day somebody came to my house and he badmouthed me um, to a lot of people. And you know what? I knew that. But when he came to me, I gave him the message of God's grace in the love of God and blessed him with a lot of my material. You know, that's just the way it is. So I'm not going to be nasty with him, but I'm not going to change what I believe so that he can be happy. I'm going to stay with what I believe. That's the only way. Because the only way we're going to get into the resurrection from the dead is by continuing to know the message of grace. And righteousness by faith. We can go into Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Listen to what Paul says here. He says, from verse 8, Yes, doubtless, I count all things, this is talking the law way of justification and righteousness, by my works, but loss. I count these things, but loss. I say, I, I have lost all of that, and when I'm in that, I will lose out, okay, for the excellency or the exaltation of the knowledge of Christ so he says, listen, I don't want to be let me just keep my place there, I don't want to lose it, he says I, he's, he's clearly saying Philippians chapter 3 here I see the law way of doing as loss man, that's actually bad news to me, I put that aside for the exaltation that comes through what God knows about me in Jesus Christ, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and yet, and do count them but dung, that I may win the anointed one, and his anointing. That I may have the anointed one and his anointing. That's what he says. And be found in Christ, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Why do I want to do this? Why do I don't want to have the law but the righteousness of God? That I may know Him. In other words, I don't want the law. I want to be righteous by faith. Why? That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. That is talking about um, the power that works in Him right now, which brings glory manifestation in His life today and life in His life today, and that will raise His body from the grave. Listen to this. And the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Now what is the resurrection of the dead? The resurrection of the dead um, is uh, written in First uh, Corinthians chapter 15. See if I find the correct verse here. Verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all die, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the trump will sound, the dead 
those are the dead in Christ, shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For the corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corrupt, uh, corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying which is written, death is swallowed up in victory. So what he's saying here is that there will be a time when the Lord will return, the dead will be raised up into the life of Jesus Christ. Those who died in Christ will rise to eternal life. The rest will be in eternal damnation and condemnation and hell. Okay, so what Paul says here is, I don't want to know righteousness by my works, but I want to know righteousness by the finished work of Jesus Christ, that I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Now what it's actually saying there in common language is, that I will not go to hell. That's how serious this thing is. This message of grace, my friend, um, and, and if you're watching this and, and you've been persecuted and persecuted and persecuted and you've been standing, I want to just tell you, stand and continue to stand in the finished work of Christ. Have your mind renewed, have your heart flooded and filled with this, and never change of this, because without this, you are not going to make it. The only way you can make it is by the finished work of Jesus. And let me tell you something, that I will maybe play games with other stuff, but I'm never going to play games with the finished work of Jesus Christ. You know, to play a game like saying, uh, you know, I am righteous by what I do, and doing this righteous thing opens places for me where God starts to bless me. Man, you are fooling around with something that you've got no business with fooling around with. Leave it. Like I said, if you want to be righteous by your works, you must do everything right from the day you're born. And never do one thing wrong, ever. Until the Lord comes or you pass away. Okay? If you ever did one thing wrong and you ask for forgiveness, you already don't qualify to be justified by your works. You only qualify to be justified by the grace of God and the mercy of God. And you've already made use of the mercy and the grace of God. So, don't fool yourself and say you've never committed the, um, and now listen to me from a law perspective, the crime of resting on the goodness of God. You've rested on it. And there's no other way further for you but to continue to rest on it. For you have been seen as a sinner by your own works. And the only way for you ever to be saved is by the finished work of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm not judging anybody. I'm not saying if a guy doesn't believe like I believe he's going to hell. I'm not a judge of no man. But what I do say is I just preach the gospel. Without faith in the finished work of Jesus... You can lose it. Let me tell you something. We're going to get into that further in, 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 in Galatians. You can lose your salvation, my friend. You can. If you renounce faith in Jesus, saying it's by my works and not by the finished work of Jesus Christ, and if I don't do good works, then God cannot save me. If that started, if that's your belief system, my friend, let me tell you something. You are on dangerous ground. 
I'm not making a judgment. I'm not saying you're not going to make it. God is a very merciful, very gracious God that is even gracious. Look at, at His attitude towards people in Galatia that's already under the law. But the point that I want to bring over is this is not something to play with. There's something serious about this. And this one friend of mine said to me, just, just before the cell group we had tonight, he said to me, No, Barty, you will not believe this of me, because he's a very diplomatic type of person. He seeks peace with everybody, which is right. Um, but he will not stand up if he differs, I differ from this or differ from that. He says, but from now on, I'm serious about the message of grace. I am not changing from this message of grace. And if anything else is ministered to me, I will stand up or I'll go at the end of the service and I'll ask the man of God or the preacher, listen, explain to me, for this is the way I see the scripture and this is the interpretation of this and you'll have to explain to me in the way that I'm satisfied. And if they continue with the law, then I will leave. That's what he said. For I cannot play around with this. And you know why? Because God is so serious about this that He slaughtered His Son. That's what Paul comes. He is serious, man. You know, and, and, and uh, um, when, with me, the same thing. When it comes to the message of grace and the gospel of Jesus, man, I'm serious about this. I'm serious about holiness. Therefore, I'm not going to try to be holy by my works. For I am, I want holiness. I want righteousness, man, to be in this earth. I want people to be truly saved, truly delivered, truly free. Not this fake it till we make it make-believe type of thing. Amen. And I tell you, the time has come when we need to understand the gospel of God's grace to the point where we are zealous for this. We want to see the true manifestation of the finished work of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless God. For do I now persuade men or God? No. He's not persuading man anymore. Do I seek to please man? No, I'm not here to please man. For I want to please God. God is pleased by faith. Hallelujah. Being fully persuaded of the finished work of Jesus. For if I yet pleased men, I should not be a servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which, we, which was preached of me is not after man. Now listen to me. It's not after man in two cents. Two, two things. It's not after man in the sense of to please man or after man what man must do. Okay? For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. What Paul is saying is, I'm not trying to please somebody who told me that this is the truth and now I'm just preaching to follow him and to, to please him. No, no. I was taught this by God's Son. And He is the one that told me this. And I'm preaching this now. Bless God. Now, I did, and I must be honest, there was a man, Ed Elliot, that gave me a start in the Gospel of Grace. I read a book or two from uh, uh, Dr. James Richards. But 90% of the stuff that I am preaching today, I got by God's Spirit revealing it out of these scriptures to me. Amen. Hallelujah. And the same with me. I'm not trying to please Ed Elliot. I'm not trying to please Alan Spiegel. I'm not trying to please some preachers somewhere. No ways. 
I am pleasing in the sight of God for I, I, I am in Christ Jesus and I, it's going to stay that way. This was received from God's Spirit into my heart. And even when I preach it to you today, don't go and preach this to please me. It's wonderful for me to say this because you're pleasing to God, not because of your works, but because of what you believe. Because you take His gospel and the work of His Son seriously. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my conversation in the past, in the Jewish religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it and profited uh, in the Jewish religion above many, my equals in mine own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. Now listen, this man said that by, he was reading, listen to this, he was reading the Bible. He was reading the first five books, the prophets, Psalms, all those things. He was reading it. He was zealous for that. He was so zealous for the traditions of the Father saying, man, we need to live this life. We need to do this, do this, do this. We got all of this from God and everything. And he was very, very serious about obedience to scriptures. The law is scriptures. And by being like that, he said he wasted the church. That type of teaching is wasting the church. This is what he said. Now he wasted it in a much greater sense than we, what we experience in the western world today. Wasting in the sense, he wasted it by the sense of man, if you don't listen to me, I'll kill you. But these days we don't kill them physically. Uh, uh, people get killed by pushing them aside, not fellowshipping with them, bad-mouthing them, and that type of thing. It's a spiritual war. Now listen... And you must, and what I try to bring across is not church politics, but what I bring across is that the message of the law wastes the church. And by doing that, you will grow in your religion. You will be a hero, man. Say, oh, yes, see. Wow, 10,000 people clapping their hands, being there. Yes, yes. No, no. The gospel of God is a gospel of God's unconditional love for man. It's God's unconditional love for you. And let me tell you something. Don't be wasted or don't be uh, uh, harmed by a message that does not produce life. Amen. Maybe I've sounded a bit... My throat's off my say I clink a bit I don't know how to put that in English. Sounds angry. I'm not angry. I'm just zealous for this. And just hear that out of my heart, man. Let's be passionate. Not by our own works. But let the passion of God arise in your heart by hearing the continual message of grace. Amen. Well, we've been running out of time. Um, thank you that you've joined. I would like to pray for people that want to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. Saying back, this good news touched my heart. I don't want to be saved by my works. I received Jesus as my Savior. Let's pray together. If you are sick today, while we pray for the sick, receive your healing as well. Remember, we've got a cell group meeting um, uh, after the service. I'm going to ask Elise to run this for us. Uh, for those of you that want to slot in. Otherwise, there's also a meeting 
uh, on Wednesdays. So if you don't know when it is, um, it, just check on the website. Um, it will be on the website when our other cell meetings. If you want to be part of that and just chat and fellowship, man, it's awesome. Thank you that you've joined and let's just pray together. Father, I thank you for people that's been watching and people that want to receive Jesus. You know, if you want to receive Jesus, just open your heart right now. And in your own words, just say to Jesus, I receive you as my Savior. I can't save myself by my own works. Thank you for being passionate about me and saving me by forgiving my sins. Just say that out of your heart and receive salvation now. Now you're a new man, your sins are forgiven. It's all over. You're the righteousness of God by faith in Jesus. Confess with your mouth right now. Say, Jesus Christ, you died and you rose again. Therefore, I rise up in a new life today. My sins are forgiven. You are my Savior. You are Lord of all these things. Amen. Father, also speak of all the sick. I speak the healing power of God. I say, be healed right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you so much that you've slotted in. Please write us an email if this has blessed you. Please don't just be quiet. I know there are many people watching this. But we would just want to hear what this has meant to you. If you want this material, if you want this message, you'll be on the website. You can download it. Make a CD. Send it to somebody if you, if you want to do it. It's, it's not out of obligation. Just free will. It's not a commandment. It's uh, something that we offer that you can use to just show your love to people because we know your hearts are full of love for others as you hear this because you say others must hear this. Thank you that you've joined me and God bless you.